You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. What's up, everybody? This is Thule. Hey, it's Ralph, and we have our guest, Marcel, here with us today. Hi, Hi Marcel. Hey, how's it going? Good. So Marcel, he is single. And Marcel, how old are you? I am 25. So Marcel, so what is your dating status as of right now? I am single. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So Marcel, so what has it been like just right now with you being single and how long have you been single? Hmm. My dating history has been very kind of like off and on. I would say the last kind of like... I guess a more serious dating situation I found myself in was around spring of last year. So yeah, about about a ooh, a year and ooh, a year and a half. Oh my god. I never actually did the math until now. Whoo, yikes. I'm sorry uh, I made you do that. No, no, it's cool. It's all it's all good. Thank you. Thank you. Um but but yeah, it's been it's been interesting just because um I guess just like right now, I'm in I'm definitely sort of like in a state of transition in my life, just trying to figure mm-hmm. out you know, sort of professionally what my next steps are, you know, I've been in DC for about three years now. Uh, so just figuring out if I'm trying to stay and, or leave or, you know, things like that. So I feel like I've been kind of busy in that sense. And even just like artistically, I've been like investing more on like, um, like dancing and stuff like that. And so it's been, I don't think about it super often because I feel like I keep myself fairly busy between the things I typically do and, you know, friendships and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I think that like, especially as I get a little bit older, it's something that I think about a little bit more than I used to, but it's not like, it's not like this like perilous struggle. Like I just wake up like filled with like <laughs> these like heavy woes of existence. I'm like, no, it's like, I'm like, I get up, eat cereal, brush my teeth, watch Steven Universe. <laughs> go about, You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, totally, <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, it, it does. It definitely has its positive and negatives, but yeah, I feel like it's, it's all good. So let's go back to that. Uh, I guess, last year's dating mm-hmm. situation. Yes. So how did we start with that? Like, how, where did you meet them? So I met this person um, through through uh, through Tinder. I was trying to figure out like a diplomatic, like, oh, online. But yeah. No, and, Tinder. Uh, <laughs> and um, yes, yeah, so basically like, there was this guy that was new to DC um, and we mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, like we matched and we were talking for a while. Um, and then we ended up basically, yeah, just kind of like the standard, like going on a couple of days, getting to know each other and stuff like that. Um, and it was interesting because he was in DC only for a few months. Like he wasn't here, you know, super long. Oh, okay. And so it was, it was interesting because, you know, as we were kind of getting to know each other, I definitely noticed that like, you know, I, I mean, I really liked him. Like he was a really cool guy and all of that, but, um, I definitely noticed that he was starting to get like kind of, I don't want to say catch feelings. It has like kind of a pejorative undertone, but like, like his, his affection for me was like, more than what you were putting out (laughs) right like it was it was growing very rapidly and i was kind of like i really like i was like i like this dude but i'm like i'm still i'm still chilling like you know what i mean like he was like like, kind of enamored and like oh i sound like such a fuckboy saying this but um but yeah so basically yeah so like it was it was this interesting process of like you know we're dating it was like you know everything was kind of going well and then it was sort of a little weird at the end just because right around the time he left you know he was very much like he was like moving to San Francisco for a little bit and then he was possibly going to move somewhere else. Like it was just like, it was like all over the place. And so for me, I was like, you know, I really enjoyed getting to know him, but it was also kind of like, I don't know if you're going to be in DC soon. And personally, like I'd rather not just like jump into like a long distance relationship, but I've only known you for a couple yeah. And I think it was really hard for him to hear that. And so things kind of ended a little, a little acrimoniously, but <laughs> you know, it's all good. You know, you live and you learn. So yeah, I would say that was kind of like my last sort of a more serious situation. Saying all of that for you, and there's no knock to anyone else mm-hmm. your age, but I just knew how I was when I was your age, mm-hmm. which was only two years ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you... You seem very mature. Like you seem to have handled that better than I would think most people, even like around your age. Mm. Because like going into the situation, you know, how sometimes when you're dating, especially when you haven't been dating for a while and then you meet someone, you connect on so many levels and they're good company in like how he did. He got, you know, he caught feelings. He got attached to you. Mm -hmm. 
but you kind of knew like, okay, you're only going to be here for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're going to be here, you know, three months, six months, you know, 18 months, but mm-hmm. this, you know, I enjoy you, but yeah, that's about it. How did you, how did you not go there? In terms of like going to that next step and yeah, you know, like your feelings. Cause you know, mm-hmm. sometimes even though in your mind you tell yourself, okay, I'm not going to catch feelings mm-hmm. because this person is not going to be here, but then you end up doing it anyway. But in this situation, you were just like, oh yeah, I mean, I like you, but I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would say, so the thing is, uh, I feel so bad saying this, but it, it honestly wasn't even him like everything about him was like honestly perfect like he was really smart like really funny charismatic attractive like we like had great chemistry like he like liked anime like like he was like literally on paper perfect. like perfect yeah so, and, like honestly and that and, like that, that's why i really liked him but i think honestly what kind of made it difficult was so how honest do you want me to be very want to be Okay, all right, so boom. Okay, so just hopefully the listeners out there will not judge, but... Um, oh, no, we don't do that here. No, okay, I'd I rather them not follow. <laughs> right. So basically, so honestly, what really happened was there was... So prior to, to meeting this person, mm-hmm. there was someone who I'd met in D.C. And so I guess time stamping. So the person I just told you about, I met him like eh, like beginning of last year. And okay. then before that, there was someone I so had known for a while around the beginning of 2016. And he and I, I kind of had this like very odd sort of like off and on dynamic of just like confusion and just like just pure like younger 20s, like shenanigans and like lack of communication. It's just you know, like all it the, called, uh, situational ship, like a situation ship, basically. There yeah. we go. <laughs> that is the perfect description of what that was. So basically. <laughs> There was this guy that like, you know, like, so he and I, this first person, the first, the person I met more, more initially, we had like, so been talking for a while and sort of stopped talking. It was this whole thing. And then basically, so interestingly, around the time that I met this guy, the guy that was like perfect, this other person that was like ashy, like kind of (laughs) in my life and was like, you know, like, I really want to like, I would love to see like where this goes. Cause like, he was kind of like the typical, like. I'm going to show you, like, like basically, because basically, like, he wanted all the, like, emotional benefits of a relationship without, like, the accountability or, like, the communication. Yeah. Or the, I don't know. So let's <laughs> act like we're together, but we're not going to be together so I can just do whatever I want to do. With, yeah. Like, it was, like, every time, but, like, when I'm going through it or, like, when I need support or blah, 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 like, like I'm going uh, on you and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, all that. Yeah. All that good stuff. So basically, he sort of, like, like, rematerialized in my life around the same time that I met this person. Um, and so there was okay. kind of, like, an sort of, like, an intersecting period where I was kind of talking to both of them. Granted, I wasn't in a relationship with none of them. Like, there was no, like, serious, like, we are monogamous. So you were just thing. thought and bopping, basically. <laughs> I, you know, the, the, yes, basically. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so basically, so I was kind of, like, you know, you know, doing some circus juggling acts. Um, <laughs> and basically, yeah, it was interesting because like around that. T- so after, so with this prior person, we we're chatting for a bit. And then basically he kind of told me like last minute that he was like moving to like Peru. And I was like, what? And then what? he was like, oh, and like, I don't really want to like, like at first he was like, you know, I'm down to like be in a relationship. You know, I just want to like mm-hmm. go on dates and kind of like, he was like, you know, get to that level. And then he was like, but since I'm like moving to Peru now, like, do you want to just like, have what we had before and i'm like no like no. who who agreed to that and so basically that kind of ended in this whole mess and then he like we're supposed to talk about it like more extensively but then he like ghosted me after like this like the after he told me all of this and so like basically around that so with this perfect person i feel like it was hard because like while i really liked him like i mean i was also like i was just like really bummed out by like how everything had ended with that prior person i mean looking back yeah. i'm just like i don't know what like I don't know, like why I even saw like a modicum of like anything worth being in a relationship with, like like you know, then. But at the time, you know, whatever. And so yeah, I think with that kind of ending around the same time that I was kind of getting to know this person, that's yeah, it's sort of. I think that's kind of what added to some of that dynamic. So yeah, with living in DC, which if it's anything like Atlanta, I'm guessing that it's hard. If you are like dating, I guess. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. Do you date outside your race? I do. I do. Oh, well, then that's good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so is it, does that help? 
Uh, or no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, just in terms of like numerically, there's more options when you're open right. to that. I will say it's, I think it helps just because like for me, like I just know what I'm looking for in a person. Like for me, like it's really important that like sort of like ideologically, like, you know, whoever I'm dating, like kind of has like a similar view or just sort of like the minutia of like emotion, you know, emotional intelligence, communication, things like that. I feel like these things that kind of like transcend race, not to say that race isn't relevant, but like, I think that I just know what criteria I'm looking for. So it does make it a little bit easier to kind of go on any date with any person. Um, right. I will say that though, there is something particularly beautiful about dating someone else that's black just because there's just, I mean, I mean, regardless of any like kind of cultural or like, you know, different yeah. like, ethnicity and things like that. Like, I just feel like that's just, for me, it's just something that's really illuminating and like also very like, revolutionary especially being a queer person i think that like one thing that you see a lot in dc is like white gay guys just have like just get like it's like a potluck like literally like it's like i feel like <laughs> these motherfuckers be dating like any and everybody and like you'll see so many like so many white guys dating like just like a dime like this like beautiful like like you know black or like just other person of color and like i mean they're like fine but i'm just like i don't see how did this happen <laughs> like, just, like y'all are not like and it's not to say that like you know how did y'all two like, get together I'm like, what is the story of the situation because honestly i don't know how this <laughs> i don't know how y'all two cross paths right and I feel I like half the time with i mean most of my other you know like particularly talking about like other queer Mm -hmm. men of color i feel like a lot of them that are like pretty much most of them that i know in the city that are in a relationship are with someone white which is like not a bad thing but it is something that i it makes when it's like such a macro phenomena it does make me kind of question like why is this so widespread like is there i feel like there's something more to that and so for me it's like i yeah like yeah so (laughs) but but let me ask you a question because this can kind of go for black women when they see a black man dating a white woman is that the same comparison? Would you say? Uh, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that, uh, like, do some black women look at black men who are dating white women? How does this happen? How did y'all two get? Right. No. <laughs> you know, I don't care. But for what I've heard for the ones who don't like it, is they don't like it because... It's like you're taking away from my pot. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I have a pot of black men. You have basically a pot of whoever you want. Why do you have to take my black men? Because that's all I have. Because most black women aren't going to date outside their Okay, race. I was going to say, because I'm about to say, everybody's pot seems to be the same. It's whether you no, accept no. dating outside of So black, black women women. normally high percentage stay with black men. Black men... They have their part is universal. White men, mostly their part is universal. Everybody's part is universal. Black women stick with black men. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's why when you see, when they see, well, for the ones who don't like it, when they see it's like you, you took another one that could have been for me or another sister who's out here single. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's how that goes. Sorry. So, um, (laughs) so myself, so, I'm going to just go ahead and dig right on into this. So what I noticed, mm-hmm. and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. So what I see, since we're on the topic of uh, races, mm-hmm. being queer, uh, being a queer black man, single, is harder because just like on the straight side, most of them ain't shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so most of them... No. <laughs> are fuck boys and definitely in 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 the community is this like wham bam thanking ma'am this is the party on to the next one but for the white ones they're more willing to like boom get in a relationship they're like the lesbians like they get together and then they're together mm-hmm. so do you think so babe are um, you making a are you saying this is an assumption right that you're assuming that white men aren't are better when it no 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 no. i'm not saying that they don't be out there holding this up too but it just seems like when it comes to the relationship they're more willing to be committed to where black men is like okay this is fine i'm gonna hook up with james fred jerome and keep it moving because shoot we out here i'm looking good i'm not trying to be stuck with you okay i got you yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so just like 
with James, he with Sheila, Veronica, <laughs> and everybody else. But then if you get with a, you know, for a black woman, you get with a white man, it's like, why are you so committed to be in a relationship when I can't get, you know what I'm saying, Jerome, then like, call me back. Gotcha. Yeah, so I was, mm-hmm. I was wondering that because I do have a couple of friends, like, just trying to date another black man is just like mm-hmm. almost impossible like to be in an actual relationship mm. that's interesting so <laughs> so i will say that hasn't necessarily been my experience so yeah i feel like mm-hmm. it's been more yeah i feel like honestly i mean and maybe i think it's just perhaps like my age cohort or just i don't know the people who i decide to spend time with but i feel like most people aren't really like into the idea of a relationship i feel like a lot of the guys that i know are kind of like they'll go on dates and things like that or like they go out but like not a lot of them are willing to at least or at least like initially say that like they're looking for a relationship um Mm -hmm. i do feel like a lot of people are kind of looking to you know like build community make friends um you know possibly find people to hook up with but i think it's it, it feels very informal um Cause I think for me, it's like, it can, that's the part that can be a little bit challenging. Cause I'm always, I've always been someone who's been more romantically motivated than I am sexually. Like I've always been someone that like, I mean, even to be really, really attracted to someone, like I have to kind of know at least a little bit, who yeah. they are. you know, like I kind of yeah. have to like have a conversation at least it's like, oh, what's the personality like? Cause like looks are great, but like, if we just do not vibe at all, like if my color is yellow. It's not going to go well. Right. And yours is like, I don't know, purple. It's going to be like, what is is this? (laughs) So for me, it's just, yeah, I think that's kind of the challenging part just in that, like, I think it's harder to find people who are at least like upfront will say like they're looking for a relationship. Um, I think sometimes people are afraid that like saying that's a bit too vulnerable or they come off as like almost like clingy or, you know, like they just like, like or like too serious when it's like to say oh like i'm open to whatever we'll see what happens these kind of like yeah like non-committal things i think that's kind of like <laughs> feels like when on in language. the back of your mind you're like okay i'm really just out here dating me because i want to be in a relationship right and, I, and i've definitely been guilty of that myself like i mean being accountable like i've certainly been like oh yeah like I'm open to things when it's like, okay, <laughs> like you know you low-key want to be in a relationship but like i mean <laughs> it's like i can't Tell people this, like, you know, day one. Otherwise, they're going to think, oh, see, Marcel going to call me. Right. And it's going to be a whole thing when it's like, uh, Marcel will likely just go home, eat graham crackers, and go to sleep. That's actually probably what's going <laughs> to more of an accurate depiction of what will take place. But, um, but yeah. Um, so it's, but I mean, but that's just, that's just me personally. I mean, a lot of my, I'm sure my other friends that have other experiences as well. Cause I'm also not someone who's like super duper outward here when it comes to dating. Like, I'm very kind of like, here and there like it's not like a super consistent do you think other i'm gonna just call you a millennial <laughs> That's <not> absolutely <laughs> i know I, i'm I, he is but you know that word to some people is he was born like a cuss word <laughs> so, do you think like what you said do you think that's just like what your generation is but we're just like let's just keep it casual and then, mm. you know, let's not worry about all, all that old school, you know? Yeah. I think, Hmm. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, I mean, it, it, it just in terms of like, I mean, where people are in their lives typically around this time, you know, early to mid twenties, like, right. I feel like there's a lot of, there's a lack of, or at least like in from what I've been exposed to, I think that like a lot of people that I encounter tend to be kind of like in a transitionary phase. Like they might be, you know, working for a bit and then go to grad school. They're like, they maybe just got out of grad school and they're trying to like, you know, kind of figure things out. Like, I feel like DC can be a very transient city. And so I think a lot of the casual culture is just people just not necessarily seeing this place as one that they're going to be in for like a particularly long time. So like, I think it's easier emotionally to be like, oh, well, like, I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to get into this like super deep relationship when I could just like kind of play around, whatever, meet people, have fun. And then, you know, in two years, like bounce and then, from there ostensibly find like something a bit more serious i think it's a little bit that but i think also just bigger sort of in terms of like millennials uh (laughs) i would say that like i don't know i think that dating is something that like i think the scripts are just different i think back in the day you know it was much more kind of like a serious like you date someone to kind of like get married and things like that but even just in terms of like people i guess quote-unquote settling down getting married and things like that like i mean you look at like the amount like just like a lot of people's lives and like just like you know 
all of that, like that, I feel like that, like that age is becoming later and later of people deciding to like get married, to have kids, to you know do things like that. I feel like the those like age markers of like you have to do this by this age. I feel like they're getting pushed back in this generation. I think largely because of just like, I mean, just how society is growing. But also, you look at things like I don't, you know, like student debt and things like that. Like you know, it's like I think there's a lot of like contributors to. Um, so things being, yeah, there's like social norms changing. So I think there is a bit of a cultural shift in terms of like, like dating doesn't have to be like such a serious thing. Um, especially when you look at things like dating apps and things like that, I feel like it, it kind of encourages almost a more casual feel because like, I mean, Tinder literally says like, keep playing when you're, you know, when you're swiping, it, oh, like, wow. it, it feels like a game like often. So I think sometimes the ways in which people meet each other, especially as like online dating becomes more popular and like more ubiquitous, I think it's easier to kind of just like the default is casual. And then like from there, like if you, if you are actually looking for something more serious, it's something that like will kind of evolve. It's not like assumed necessarily from the beginning. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with everything you were saying there, just from the age being pushed back, the, I guess, purpose. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess now say your generation may not see our purpose in getting married just like off rip just you know i think the the theme is more so focused on oneself right and so i think for my generation it was together is better like Mm -hmm. you need to make sure you find a partner so you can do this so Mm -hmm. you know i'm saying and i think with your generation it's more so definitely travel i notice a lot of y'all like travel way more than you know my generation and we kind of like are like we either we're traveling throughout off and on Mm -hmm. or you get like stints of your life where you just like boom i've been here 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 take Mm -hmm. a break do some work you know have a relationship get married whatever and then travel some more and then take a break you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but with y'all it's just like i'm going to do everything up front and then when i'm tired Hey, you want to get married and maybe have some kids? Yeah, I think something? it's just because of like the the foundation of what we know as dating and relationships and marriage has changed. Because back in the day, mm-hmm. like it was frowned upon if you weren't at least getting close to being married um, or already married at his age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, everything is accepted. You know, sing- being single with a child is accepted. Uh, even being divorced is accepted. So now that you mm-hmm. have a lot more acceptance, acceptance it allows you to be mm-hmm. a little more freer with what you want to do with your life. Um, and people are naturally selfish, so they're going to do what's best, what they believe is best for them. And, you know, you can't debate mm-hmm. that if somebody says, I want to travel until I'm 30 and then I'll think about getting in a relationship. I mean, you're yeah. like, okay, shit. Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> <laughs> right and and honestly i think that it, i don't i don't even necessarily look at that as a bad thing per se because i think i mean i mean i grew up in atlanta and so like while it's not ask it's not like super duper common all the time but like you know like i do know people who you know met their significant others like really really like really early in their lives like middle school high school like and i just think that like you kind of need time in your life to just kind of get to know yourself in different contexts and so like if that means for you like living in a few different places, being in a few different relationships, like just, yeah, like just like experiencing life independently and knowing who you are, like then that's only going to make you a better partner when you do find that person that, or those people who, you know, whatever your situation is like that you want to be kind of more serious with. I think that like sometimes when when we're so used to being in a relationship from such a young age, it's hard to have that like singular identity, like to not see yourself as like an extension of like a group thing rather than like you're like your, like your own person. So yeah, I feel like, from at least from my own personal experience, like I think that like it's been helpful to kind of like have been single for such a long time because like I think I just like know myself really well. And so like when I do find and like I kind of know what to screen for, I know sort of like what I can and can't put up with. Um, yeah. So it's, but then also, I mean, I think like all things, it's, it's it, it varies from person to person. So yeah, I, I agree with you because like I said before, like the maturity that I, I hear with your decision making just around dating, Mm -hmm. you know, does not sound like someone of, you know, 25 years old. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, most of the time, 
when you're that age or even early 20s, you're just more free. You're just mm-hmm. like, you know, more carefree, not really like thinking about the, you know, the 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 characteristics or personality of somebody that you want to mm-hmm. even have in your space. And you're just like, I'm not even wasting my time if we can't even have a thought provoking conversation. <laughs> so, right. like, so. <laughs> like, my time is finite. I'm, right. like, it actually will run out. So, right. <laughs> so time. if you cannot do that, then don't expect anything else. And it, that's, that is just so profound coming from someone of your age, because it's just like from my perspective, I just don't see that a lot. I see like a lot of just, I want to do me. Let's just hook up. I'll worry about that rest of the stuff later. Mm-hmm. And then I see like a lot of people your age then with this just like going through people, not like in a bad way, but you know, when you're just doing your own thing, like, Hey, mm, I feel like being intimate. Let me call so-and-so and so and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think when you share yourself with so many people, you also take on some of the stuff that they have because we're, we're sharing bodies. Mm. And I think that's why you see so many millennials like depressed, um, suffering from anxiety. Um, just so many different things. It just seems so sad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because it's just focused on self. It's focused on what the internet is. Everything is focused on what's not real. What you don't <laughs> have, mm. right? You know, everything... Instagram. Yeah. Like, well, why don't I have a Rolls Royce? Or why don't I have you know the iPhone ten? <laughs> right. You know, I still got the iPhone five S. Blah blah blah. I think people get caught up in the materialistic lifestyle when that shit doesn't even really matter. Um, or just the thought of I also noticed. Uh, with a lot of millennials it's like the focus on well, I'm grinding you know I I don't have time to because I'm I'm doing this I'm doing that but you're not taking time for self-care and when you're saying I'm doing this I'm doing that I'm not sleeping I'm trying to date you know Roger and so and so and it's just not going well and then you do find yourself in a pitfall mm-hmm. yeah so I just noticed that just in this whole generation just everybody seems so sad and unmedicated <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like how how did we get here but then i'm like is it too much exposure is it just too much like everyone's trying to be on top where i feel like you need to know everyone doesn't belong on top mm-hmm. just like even like uh me and jonathan did um a voluntary event this past weekend and there were some girls that still in college and it was just like just the just bystanding, just hearing the conversation. It was like in actuality, a whole bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you're stressed out about school, you're stressed out about working, which you know, I guess you're not doing an internship, but you're actually working and you're trying to travel. It's like you're trying to keep up with this you're trying to keep up a page. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think it's a lot to go into, you know, the direction of our generations because of how things are just so quick to happen. Everybody wants something to happen immediately or they feel like they're entitled to get something immediately without putting in the work. And I think that plays a big part into a lot of that sadness because, you know, they feel like they put the work in and they don't get it. Then they're wondering why they weren't picked for, you know, a specific job or, uh, well, I think it's more so not they put the work in, but the expectation of it belongs mm, to me. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I think, um, I mean, they do say that I, I think, well, I'm pretty sure there are studies that like point to the more time that you spend on social media. I'm not sure if it was, it was social media if it was Facebook in particular, um, but like one of the two, um, like there's like a positive relationship with like increased feelings of isolation, depression, things like Facebook. that. Facebook. Yeah. It's like, it literally if you spend too much time on it, it actually <laughs> makes you depressed. Cause just mm-hmm. like, again, like I think it's like, you see people at like the zenith of like their lives or like this, you know, apex of their days. Like, you know, people usually only post the most amazing positive, positive things. Yeah. Like, you don't see when people log off and like they're going through it or like, you know, when they're like just going through hard things and not to say that like all of that should be on blast, but it's like when you're not in a good place, it's easy to just sort of look at everything else and be like, damn, like everyone's just like out here like slaying and I'm just, you know, like I feel like I'm, I can't even keep up. Um, but I do think in terms of like, you know, the mental health piece, depression, anxiety, and all of that, I do think that like 
the culture around that also has like changed a bit. I'm not sure if that's as like common throughout generations, but I've, I, I do feel in this particular generation, like, yeah, people are just like more open about it. Like people like to say that like someone's depressed or anxious, like I don't think it carries the same. I mean, there's certainly still negative tone, it, yeah. Right? But it's just it, it's more common for people to kind of be honest about things like that. And so I think you see more people just being honest about something that perhaps like all of us were kind of, or like a lot of us might've been experiencing, but just previously didn't feel as empowered to say something so openly about. Um, but I do think that there are, yeah, also some of particular pressures now a day that nowadays that we, you know, weren't necessarily there like 10, 20 years ago, things like that. Right. So, do you yeah. think also with that, do you think there may be some bandwagon to that? What do you mean? So say if out of the five friends I have, three of them have issues. One is uh, depressed and two are suffering from anxiety. And, you know, I don't want to be left out. Mm. I want to I, I be like, what you, I have, I suffer from depression too. And I'm out here busting my behind. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I'm thinking it's, we're jumping on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's especially in the black community. I am glad that it's more so spoken about because mm-hmm. definitely um, my stint in working in mental health, I see a lot of uh, crisis is due to not communicating mm-hmm. because, you know, we've been told that's a white people's disease um, right. that um, what do you mean? Like, you you know, you're depressed. Look, please. You got to get up. You got to work this job. You could be dead. You could, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. all these other reasons. Like, you depressed. Shoot, I could be depressed too. Right. I got this. <laughs> what do you mean, you depressed? Like, especially right. when it's younger people too. I feel like it's yeah. especially easy to be like, you ain't got nothing to be depressed about. You know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. So uh, I just, but now I just think it's like a bandwagon thing for, because. You know, when it comes to dating, how can you be so depressed and and suffer from so much anxiety, but it's so hard up to date someone? Yeah, it's I mean, I do I do think that. So I think largely when people say that they're, you know, depressed or anxious, things like that. I mean, my default is always just to be like, I mean. Uh, like it's not like there's any sort of positive incentive right. to think that it's not like you get a check if you say you're like oh yeah like I'm, you know like so I think that like most of the time people are being like sincere I do think that like sometimes it it can be and this is more case by case um, I don't think it's necessarily the majority but I do think that it is it is possible also to kind of mischaracterize what depression is I think sometimes yeah. people think that being depressed is just being sad when it's like no it's like so much more right heavy and deeper than that so i think sometimes people will kind of flippantly say like girl i'm depressed when it's like you're not depressed you're kind of like responding with sadness to this thing that like objectively one would likely be sad after you know this thing right you know like i think sometimes people might jump to use these clinical words when like they that's actually not what they're experiencing they're experiencing a much milder case of it (laughs) not like a you know long-standing history of like anxiousness or bipolar disorder you know what what have you so and that, that's always hard too because like you know especially when people like joke about stuff like that i'm like oh, it's like a real thing um it's just like let's try not to you know mischaracterize like how we're feeling i guess but um but yeah all right so i have a question so with oh go ahead go ahead so do you feel that you have equality as a gay black man in comparison to a, a straight black man do you feel like now that it's more accepted, you feel like you have equal rights? or And then if you do or don't, have you experienced that? Um, I mean, no. Because I, I, I think for me, it's like, I mean, legally, you know, laws are changing. We're trying to, <laughs> like, incorporate things in terms of, like, you know, anti-discrimination laws and things like that. But I think that, like, having a legal precedent for something isn't necessarily the same as having like a cultural one. Like I think, I mean, even just the fact that like, like even like, for example, something as simple as like coming out, this idea of like mm-hmm. you having to announce in this like almost performance type of way that you deviate from the norm in this way. Like, like so long as like heterosexuality is the norm and is like this kind of like expectation. And then like, if you don't fit into that box, you have to then kind of like 
declare yourself as this, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, there's still like a norm and a deviant. There's a, like, there's a majority sort of power culture and one that's like considered, you know, not that. And so I think that like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I definitely don't think I would say I have the same amount of like, you know, I guess like equal rights in the sense. I mean, even just like in terms of how I'm perceived, like, I think that like, I mean, I think a lot of the issues with, like when people are homophobic, I think it actually says a lot more about like people's gender performance than it does their sexuality. I think people, like if I was gay, but like super masculine and like you couldn't even tell and like da 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 da. Oh, like, they probably like, would right, be like, more comfortable. Right, maybe, like, <laughs> exactly. But like, you know, if I come out in like a crop top and like, you know, these like, like knee high socks, and like, you know, like all, you know, something yeah. that's like a bit more like that kind of could be read as queer or read as more feminine. I think that's when people tend to have more of an issue and being someone who is, more i would definitely consider myself more feminine it's like it is something that like i do just witness just sort of like the minutia of like how people respond to me sort of like the the occasional stares like you know just like sometimes like these interactions where it's like it's like i mean i mean it's just like being black right it's like it's like sometimes you have these interactions where like someone might be like kind of shady towards you or kind of like you know be kind of weird towards you, and you're like is it because i'm black or like is this person just having a shitty day is this person just a shitty person like you know it's hard to know (laughs) all of the above all of the above (laughs) all you know d all of the above so (laughs) like in my in my personal life like i mean i'm lucky enough to live in a city um you know that's really really progressive i've always kind of worked in more like sort of liberal open organizations um so i wouldn't say that like i've experienced a lot of like just really rampant like horrific type of like you know discrimination based on sexuality or anything like that but you do sometimes like just like 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 the occasional looks the occasional like people will feel empowered to say something to you or like just oh kind of, you know like there's like people just will like people are just weird and it's usually it's always been from men it's never really been i mean but i mean women aren't innocent from this either like on a wide scale but i think that like i would say the biggest way that it shows up is just like sometimes people will just make assumptions about me like people will assume like oh like because i can be read in this way like people are like oh like this this person could be like my gay best friend and da, 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 da. like you know sometimes people can treat you like an accessory when it's like no like i'm actually like the main character of my life and like oh <laughs> like my life is actually like like there's not like a side plot <laughs> to your like heterosexual like <laughs> fantasy it's like no like i'm a whole person that's like you know three-dimensional and, like has a past future and present you know like it's like <laughs> yeah i feel like it's like a little bit more complicated but um so yeah so like i mean so luckily i mean like knocking on wood like super appreciative that like i've not necessarily experience anything super like heinous, but you know, sometimes just like people would just make certain assumptions or feel comfortable saying certain things. And it's like, Oh, let's not do all that. Um, just yeah. sure, like, you know, like I think sometimes it's a little, it can be, a, it, it can be, it can be interesting to say the least, but um, rather that than, you know, people being like openly hostile or anything. Gotcha. Like that. Okay. So I have one more question. Mm-hmm. Oh, How, have you ever experienced racism within the gay community? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> These are questions. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, 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 I certainly no, definitely appreciate the question for sure. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's I mean it's one of those things where like, yeah, it's 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 everywhere. Um, I would say that like the biggest way I've sort of experienced it is just like I don't know, like I think it's like people will assume, oh, just because we're all queer or whatever, like they can kind of get away with saying certain things. And it's like, no, you s- certainly can still cannot say the N word. You cannot approach me like this. You cannot, you know, whatever, oh, whatever. No, but that, not, that has not happened very often. That literally only happened once. Uh, so <laughs> luckily, that's not like a huge thing. But I would say, really, the biggest way that it's shown up in my own sort of personal life is that just like the assumptions that people make about you because of your race. Like, I think that like white gay men in particular have a tendency to sort of like fetishize certain like archetypal like personality traits of people Mm -hmm. so because i'm black i'm therefore supposed to be like you know more masculine like a top like you know aggressive we kind of have this like hood narrative around me you know like things like that where it's just like that is I mean, I mean, one, I just do not <laughs> meet that definition, like, in any circumstances. No. So it's one of those things where, like, I think that people will just kind of assume, yeah, sort of make those assumptions about you. Or even just, like, you know, kind of, like, when you're out and about, like, people will just kind of have these coded, like, you know, like, 
racist policies. Like you'll see people saying things like, or like, like I've certainly gone to clubs where it's like, like it's like, oh, yeah, or like you know, parties where it's like, oh, like we're full, sorry, like da da da, and then like a group of white people comes in right after oh. and they like just get let in. You know, like it's one of those things where people will just make those assumptions about you yeah. because you're black. Um, and yeah, I think that like for a lot of people though, it does show up sort of in like these like kind of sexualized, like fetishy kind of ways. Like people just like reducing you to another accessory. Right. It's like another kind of like accessory piece, like, or people. Yeah. Which is always just, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's usually the biggest way that shows up. But yeah, certainly racism, uh, she's here <laughs> and queer and all of those things. Like, that shit is not somehow just like, I mean, I wish it wasn't a thing, but yeah, it's definitely certainly still a thing. So do you think later on when you actually uh, meet the one, do you think you would want to get married? Oh, that's a really interesting <laughs> question. Oh, I really do kind of vacillate back and forth. Um, so, <sighs> so I would say, okay, so, okay, so I'm gonna just keep it 100. So I would say more than likely initially, no. Okay. Um, oh, just because, okay. like, just because for me, like, I mean, I have really complicated feelings around marriage as an institution, just, you know, the history of it and, like, all of that. And, like, for me, it's, like, I feel as though, I mean, even just, like, on, in terms of, like, the concept. Like, I like I feel like the, like, I don't necessarily need to confirm the status or, like, the strength of, or, like, you know, the value of my relationship with, like, you know, a ceremony or a document, things like that. I, I just personally feel as though, like, that's something that can just be expressed day by day just my own personal feelings about that. But I th- I right. do also recognize that like we live in a society with other institutions and being married does bring with it like these like kind of financial, you know, these perks, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, like where it's like, if you are married, like your relationship is something that is more recognized. Um, I mean, even if, for example, you have to make medical decisions about someone, you know, even just like kind of legal matters. It's like, it, it does add that layer of convenience. That's like, that's important. And I think especially as I get older, I think that's something that I would kind of think about more. I mean, for example, right now, like I don't necessarily think about like who's the person that would make like medical decisions about me or something like that. You know, like it's like I don't right. think about that day by day, but I do think as I get older, those things will kind of matter more. So I would say that like I would say probably for the most part, no. And then maybe, maybe <laughs> I would then get married. But if so, I feel like I would do a super low key. Like I don't think I would have like a grand actually, no, that's a lie. If I were to get married, I do think I, would, I think the actual marriage part of like oh like us going to the courthouse and blah 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 like all of that yeah. like that would be really low key. But then like I would go all out and have like this really like wild reception with just like just just yeah. everything coming together and you know balloons and all that nonsense. So, so yeah, de- definitely not initially, but potentially I am open to it for the fun for the perks of it rather than like me believing in the institution if that makes sense so yeah that's what um one of our episodes was about and like how you said that was uh not so much my argument but that was just my stance on um really the only not only but the stronger benefit of being married is like god forbid if you had to make that decision for medical reasons it's like if you're not married you don't have that piece of paper they treat you like you you are nobody right and it's just hard for having someone that you love in that situation and then you being then treated like you don't matter mm-hmm. so i do understand for that that purpose of right. it and um and it just seems like when you just say oh this is my husband <laughs> Like nobody checks ID or nothing. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, oh, oh, so just go on ahead. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so uh, not sure why that is, but. <laughs> right. And, and that's, that's the thing too. I think it's like, it is like this kind of like elite. Yeah. Club. Like it's like, oh, oh, they're like a, that's a relationship. But it's like, if I was in a relationship for the same amount of time someone else was married or knew their person that they're married yeah, to. It's the same thing. It's, right, just, it's still the same yeah. thing. It's just a, it's just words, but yeah, have so much power over it. So, yeah. Okay. Maybe do you have Yeah, so how uh, accepting was your family of your sexuality? Um, that is complicated. <laughs> I would say it's complicated. Um, Even being in Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Atlanta's certainly not <laughs> conservative. Well, I mean, it is a Bible Belt, but... It's right. Uh, I would say, in terms of my immediate family, um, you know, I have I have two brothers, and, like, both of them were, like, very, very chill <laughs> about it. It's, it, like, was not a big... It, like, they didn't care. They were just like, yeah, like, whatever. They're like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, it's... I mean, I mean, not to just, like, completely dismiss it, but, like, they were just like, oh, like, that's... Uh, what? Like, that's fine. Like, that's not going to change anything. My parents, I would say, were... My mom was like, I, I guess I would just, I'll break it down. So in terms of my, my mom, I would say that she was very, so I, I came out to my parents when I was 19. And so okay. with my mom, it was like a thing of, she was like, I mean, she was fine with it. Like her biggest thing was that like, cause basically the way that my parents found out was because I, over the summer had had this interview at this like, um, at this like frozen yogurt shop didn't even mm-hmm. get the job so none of the shit was even worth it but it's fine whatever <laughs> moving on um so but all my resume i had i had that i was i stated that i was involved with like uh my school's um like lgbt oh okay association right mm-hmm. and so basically like my dad has seen it and was kind of like oh well, like what's this like what's up oh, and i was Lord. like and like my resolve was like you know if my parents ever asked me about my sexuality like i wasn't gonna lie to them but like i wouldn't necessarily volunteer that information readily and like ideally i would have waited till i was like a bit more like kind of like financially stable and sort of like independent things like that. But I was like, you know what, whatever, like if they ask me, I'll be honest. And so I, I just told him like kind of right then and there. And like, my, you know, he then of course told my mom. <laughs> and so like my mom's thing was that like, she was like, you know, obviously like, I don't necessarily have an issue. I don't have an issue with this, but like just, you know, professionally it is tricky. You know, like, you know, you don't want to. Oh, they were looking out for your professional well-being. Right. Like, it's like, you know, you just want to be mindful of things like that because, you know, people will discriminate. And, you know, she, I mean, she said like, even if, for example, like if you said that you're part of like your school's like black student union, I would have been like, "Mm, if it's not relevant for the job, like if you're working at a frozen yogurt establishment, it's not necessarily relevant that you are involved in these kind of associations. (laughs) So maybe like, like you don't have to include things like that. Like when it's like, for something like this, that's like short term, whatever, whatever. Obviously, if you're working for like, I mean, she's, you know, she's, she was like, if you're working for like a civil rights organization or like then a yes, or, yeah. then yeah, like it, yeah, that is good to kind of include that kind of identifying information, you know, especially depending on what the what the role was. So that was kind of her biggest thing. It was interesting too because like also as I've gotten more, oh, you know, just as I've like sort of become more comfortable with my identity and things like that. I mean, I was never really uncomfortable with being queer, but you know, just, you know, as you get older, you get to know yourself better. You kind of experiment with like how you express yourself, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like my mom, sometimes like she will be, she just gets kind of like worried. Like sometimes she's like, oh, like, you know, cause I'm not one of those like queer people that like, oh, like, Marcel's basically straight like no like I like in, yeah. <laughs> in, in any space like people know and that's the thing that like for her like she just gets nervous like she's like you know people are like I mean it's her favorite oh she's scared for the the people who uh homophobic yeah people that are like homophobic she's like I mean you just never know like people are like she's like you know folks are out here crazy like you know da, 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 whatever like so I think for her she just worries sometimes but I do mm-hmm. also think there is a part of her that like does kind of I don't know I think sometimes like I mean even sometimes we've been in like family situations where like she'll just be kind of like just kind of a little weird about it just in the sense that like she doesn't like you can tell that like she kind of has again more of a discomfort around the like gender related pieces than like the like actual sexuality pieces like more feminine than like you know what's kind of expected so I think sometimes for her it's like she struggles with that. Um, she would never say this. She would never admit this. But I do, from just <laughs> being in this body and interacting with her, I know that that's kind of the case. But yeah, so it's it's definitely kind of a work in progress there. But for the most part, like, she's like, fine. Like, we can talk about dating. It's like, not a big deal. My dad, like, he sort of, so with him, it was kind of a interesting response because he was like, his biggest thing was like, you know, you're already black. And so, you know, kind of having this, Added on, like you know, it does make things more complicated. But then I'm like, well, that's not really fair. You can't really do that. Like, like, you know, it's like it can't be like, like I can't because I think for him to a certain extent, it was like he almost thought it was as like a choice, a choice that Mm -hmm. I kind of like kind of tune up or tune down. And it's like, I mean, that'd be like if like for example, you know, I have two brothers, but like that'd be like if like say like he had a daughter and he was like, oh, we'll see you're already black. So like, damn, you a woman, woman too. And it's like, well, I can't choose, you know, like, it's like, it's like, that's just like my life. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, right. It's like, and that's not, and that's not something I'm going to be like apologetic for. Like I would never be 
sorry for just the way that I am, but it's just one of those things where I think for him, he was like, it's just going to make things more complicated. Um, and so I think for him, he was just kind of like, it sort of just took him a while to be like, you know, like, it's fine. Like, you know, there's going to be a way, like, like society luckily is getting better with things like this. So like, hopefully this is not like some predictor of like future calamity or violence or something like that. Um, but I will also say that like for him too, he was kind of like, I think my dad thought I was, like, out here, honestly. Like, when I first told him, like, I think he just... Because, I, you know, I grew up in Atlanta, but I went to school in Chicago. So I think when I told him, he was just like, oh... Like, he just, I don't know, like, thought that I was just out here just, like... Just, like, <laughs> getting in with, like, everybody. Which, like... I mean, it, it, like, certainly was not accurate. I mean, but you time. were 19, so... <laughs> right, like, so, I mean, like, I see where he's coming from. But I think, like, for him, he was just kind of like, oh, like, I'm just, like, nervous. Like, are you being... Uh, safe and protected and meanwhile i literally was in like a student group that like taught all about like consent and like you know yeah. talking about like stis and things like that i'm like you i am truly the last person you should talk to <laughs> about this but i do appreciate, right but i do appreciate the concern but i do think that also for him though like he was kind of like i don't know i think that like he he had a harder time with it like because he i think around that time too, just like a lot of my ideas around things were changing and just sort of like how I carried myself changed a lot. And so I think for him, he just felt like he didn't necessarily know me as well because of this new quote unquote mm-hmm. new thing. But I'm like, no, it's literally the opposite. Like this thing has always been a thing, but I'm just being more open about this thing that like, you know, like, like this, the p- person that you knew, like when I would express myself around you, like, like I was come switching. Like that's not like how I actually, like how I actually interact like with my, you know, friends or like with Mm -hmm. people who are like that they feel really comfortable around like i'm being more honest about who i am and i feel like for him he was like why why what is happening (laughs) he just like had a harder time with it and honestly it's just interesting because even to this day like it's i mean we don't really talk about it like we don't really talk about like dating or you know uh, like it's just kind of more like it's the thing that we both it's, it's, it's like that like kind of like unspoken truth like kind of yeah. the elephant in the room of like we mm-hmm. both know this thing is a thing but like no one's really talking about it not because i don't want to talk about it but because like for me it's just like i can like i can tell you don't want to talk about this thing so like i'm not going to put like it's because the thing is like if you were to talk about it it's going to be really like, like it's like sure it would be kind of awkward for you but like it's really like the labor of this conversation is all on me like you're yeah. like, you're like yeah. you being ignorant about this thing or like you having some beliefs that like you definitely need to kind of work out like that's like in response to like my personhood for you this is an idea being queer is an idea or like a potential of like how one can live their lives for me this is like how i navigate the world like that's just who i am so for me it's like it's like we can't just have like a simple like theoretical debate about it when it's like this is actually like my personhood and like this is literally who i am so like i can't take this lightly this is not like a you know, sort of like simple or in any way, kind of like, like, just like, this isn't like a mere debate, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so I think for him, it's like, it's something that like, I do, as I get older, also, I do kind of want to bridge that, like, I would love to sort of have more conversations with him about, you know, just my, my sexuality and sort of like my ideas and stuff, just to kind of bridge that gap, because I do think it's hard to be really, really close to someone when there is that there when, yeah. when you feel like you still kind of have to coach which you still kind of have to tiptoe when all at the end of the day it is so asinine like like it's like yeah not a big deal like at all but i think that you know people just they just don't understand so like they just make it a big deal and it's like day to day my life is very simple and honestly kind of boring i'm not really doing <laughs> that much. so it's just i don't know it's just it's it's one of, it's unfortunate that it has to like kind of come with this like extra get baggage and i'm like it's this is it's literally not that deep but you know it's a work in progress so they're both neither of them are like terrible about it but you know still work to be done there but you know it's a process so yeah we'll get there so two questions before we close out Mm -hmm. first one uh what would marcel say would be his ideal relationship situation (laughs) <laughs> mm. okay ideal relationship situation <laughs> as in like what like my perp like my what my partner would be like or just like yeah, kind of just the whole thing like if you were if everything was already lined up in your personal life and mm-hmm. it's like okay now i'm open because you know you're sporadic with your dating mm-hmm. and you're just like okay boom i am ready to date what would be your ideal 
relationship situation you now you've met somebody and what would they be like what would your relationship be like Hmm. Hmm. so I would say in terms of the person um honestly I really kind of see it more in terms of like I guess what their essence would be like rather than Mm -hmm. any sort of particular physical oh yeah yeah characteristics um so I feel like you know they would definitely be someone who is you know kind of like someone who you know can laugh someone that like smiles a lot. Like I feel like I really enjoy that, like a, like a very expressive person. So definitely someone a bit more expressive. Um, someone that's a good listener, someone that like has really sort of solid convictions around things like, you know, social justice and th- themes of equity and stuff like that. Someone we can, you know, I can like talk about, you know, social things with, and it's not like this contentious thing. <laughs> um, definitely would say that would matter a lot in terms of their career. I'm not necessarily, for me, the biggest thing is just like, like, what do you, like, like, whatever your thing is, just, like, be ambitious about that thing. So if your thing is, like, radio, if your thing is writing, if your thing is, I don't know, like, being a scientist, like, whatever that thing is, like, just, like, be intentional with it. Like, I think I'd want to date someone who kind of just, you know, just kind of sort of knew what they wanted. Not in the sense of, like, a specific role or specific organization, but just more, like, I know that I like these things and I just want to do this thing. And so like, and they, they kind of are intentional and sort of proactive about that thing. Um, I would definitely like to date someone who's really passionate about, yeah, just whatever it is that they, that they do or just, you know, other, you know, facets of their life as well. Um, In terms of like, I mean, honestly, more than likely they would be someone of color, I would imagine. Um, just like how the way my like attraction and like politics is set up, like honestly, like it's very strong <laughs> of color. Um, no shade to the white girls, but you know. Um, so yeah, so I would definitely say that would be sort of the thing. And I would say that like, in terms of like how we, I guess, like spend time together, I would, I think for me, it's still, it was still very important to sort of have a, sense of self outside of someone. So I was, I would imagine I would see them definitely, you know, like a few times a week or, you know, maybe even like, yeah, like I was, I was, I, I, I could imagine like, yeah, a good amount of time we would spend together. If not, if we weren't already, you know, say living together or something like that. Um, but still like, we don't spend like, you know, every evening together or like things like that. We still have like our own friends, like, you know, people that know us both mutually, but also people who are like, they just kind of know us like individually and maybe like on right. occasion see this person, but like, otherwise like that, these are like sort of our things. Um, and, you know, I can definitely see myself definitely, you know, still dancing, still having interest in podcasts, you know, all of that. Um, so still kind of doing those things and like they having their things and like, you know, we just kind of supporting each other in whatever ways that we can. Um, like, for example, I think that what y'all do is like so cool. Like y'all have like a literal like thing that y'all made together. I know. I think that's like, it'd be really cool to kind of have something similar, something kind of more like artistic or creative um, yeah. that I do sort of with this person. Um, and yeah, aside from that, I could just see us just like, I don't know, just like, just like chilling, just like having fun, like just I don't know, like traveling, just like like watching cartoons, like just like I don't know, like going on these like misadventures, like just like I'm just having someone that I could just like be really open and honest with, um, and like yeah, someone who just like kind of has a similar energy, but also someone who's not necessarily afraid to push back, but push back on things that like can be debated, not necessarily things that are like okay, I actually need you to sort of feel this way about this thing, otherwise like this is kind of right. Feel <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, just someone who like, yeah, I, I would say it would be like a someone like I could imagine it feeling very like regardless of how, of how long I've been with this person, it's just fun to see them. Like we just have fun together. There's someone who like expands my sense of wonder and creativity and just like gratitude. Someone who just like actively makes me like a better person. And 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 same for them as well. Like some like my presence is like helpful in that sense. We both just kind of like lean on each other. We kind of like fuse into something no 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 i actually don't want to use that analogy um we when we're together we like hype each other up in ways that are necessary but also still independently um are still very solid so yeah yeah, I, I couldn't, I, yeah. yeah thank you and so my second question or my last question is mm-hmm. what will be your piece of advice for someone who is dating um yeah, who's single and dating? Mm. <laughs> okay, let me just whip out the scroll. Um, <laughs> item one. <laughs> I would say, I mean, one, just take care of yourself in the process. You know, dating can be very vulnerable, very sort of, 
capricious situation. So just you know, make sure you're make sure you're taking care of yourself and like you know, or listening to yourself and like, yeah, just not doing too much when you you know can't handle certain experiences. Um, two, I would say, just be really intentional about why you're dating. Um, I think that it's easy to. And I know, for example, when I first moved here, like I kind of fell in this, into this, but like, you know, like dating to pass the time or dating because it's like socially expected or dating because you feel like you're supposed to be dating. It's like, I think there's a lot of reasons that people date that are anything but I want to date. Like I earnestly, genuinely want to date just to meet someone. Um, and I think also too, like just sort of analyzing where, you know, sort of those motivations come from. I think that sometimes it's easy to date when you feel like you're missing something or like you're not a whole person. And so you need someone mm-hmm. else to kind of come in and like complete you. And it's like, no, like, like and make sure that that sense of like worth and love and autonomy is like there. It doesn't have to be fleeky every day. It's not like every single day you have to wake up and be like, I'm the baddest bitch and I'm lit. And you know, we all have our ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for the most part, just understanding who you are and being happy with who you are single is like, the best predictor for f- having success in relationships. Cause you're finding people who are similarly kind of on that same wavelength. Um, and I would say the last thing is just, so my, so my therapist actually said something really beautiful um, that I, I kind of want to just like sort of bring into this space, but like, sure. just like, just like be your color. Like we were talking about how sometimes, you know, sort of in my own dating past, that like sometimes, you know, it's very easy to do this. Like when you go on dates, like you can kind of, it's like you're you're portraying your best self, which is kind of almost code for like you're a self that you feel like is worth being right. loved or desired. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of will turn up certain features of you, maybe to kind of tone down other attributes of yourself. You know, like so say for example, like if if love is a co- is, is a color and each person has their own individual color, like if my color is yellow, but when I go on dates I'm acting more like a green, then like you're not gonna attract people who who like yellow. You're attracting yellow, people who like yeah. greens. Mm-hmm. So just be your color. Like in, and what that means is just like, just be authentic. And like, you know, yes, certainly like, you know, I'm not saying like going on a first date, just look, you know, like a mess, you know, like, like, you know, (laughs) you can certainly still go about, you can still be yourself in a way that like, you know, kind of that, like, you know, so you you would say is like a best portrayal of you, but it's like an actual portrayal of you. It's not like this modified version or the stylized version of you that like doesn't, that isn't sustainable or that isn't actually who you actually are. Um, so yeah, just make sure that like you're actually being yourself um, and just having fun in the process to the extent that you can. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be this like super calamitous, like complicated, like terrible thing. Like dating can actually just be fun. So just like, have, like yeah, just be your color, just have fun, take care of yourself, um, know why you're doing it um take time if you need to but yeah it's gonna be okay because the thing is like if you don't find someone like you have not failed like you are none of us are like better or worse just because we're with someone it's at the end of the day we've already won just because we're here so yeah that was wonderful <laughs> thank you <laughs> that was some great advice. Shit. oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> babe, do you have anything? Uh, no, I'm good. This was this was a great conversation. Uh, it provided some insight for me into oh, thank um, you, a world that I have no clue about. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm glad I could, could come on the show. I really appreciate. Yeah, I mean, thank you for also encouraging me to reflect on these things. Like it's yeah, I've, it's it's rare that people ask questions this open and honest. So yeah, definitely appreciate the the opportunity to reflect and share ideas and all of that. So yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm definitely glad that you came on because one, you know, I always want to give somebody the opportunity to tell their story because again, sometime when you're in the situation, you think it's just you, you know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 I'm the only one this is happening to. And then also too, you know, I know a lot of people are ignorant to a lot of situations and just like I had the two mommies on, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think, a lot of people are as open as I am. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I would like to, with this platform I have, just open up, you know, people's minds to certain things, have missed um, some, just um, some misconceptions, just, you know, taken away and then have Mm -hmm. more understanding instead of judgment. Mm. This is a judgment-free zone here. It's just everybody gets to tell their true blue story without any judgment at all because guess what that's their life that they have to live and 
I have nothing to do with it. That's why mm-hmm. I don't understand when people get so upset about, you know, someone being black or someone being gay. Uh, um, do you have to wake up as them every day? <laughs> no. no, 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 you don't. So why does that bother you so much? <laughs> you are so incensed, and why? Right. <laughs> this actually just not you. <laughs> it's nothing to do with you. <laughs> Like, what do you think? I have a reason to be mad. Shit. Like, I gotta wake up and still. Right. Like, why are you so mad? How are you mad when I should be mad? What the f- Like, how does that even work? Anyway. How does this person affect your life? Exactly. <laughs> Tell me. Oh, gosh. Right. So, it's just like, you know, maybe if you have more understanding, see that basically we go through the same things. It's just, you know, our sex life is different. And then that has nothing to do with anybody either because if someone was to come in your house and see what you do behind closed doors, you might be a little shamed too. So, <laughs> so um, just to show that there's nothing really different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're, we're all, you know, would like to have, yeah, it's so human. We would like to have somebody to love. We all go through the ups and downs of dating and relationships and marriage. And we're all just trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. So real. Yeah. Amen. Mm, I love that. Yes. So do you have anything to promote? Um, I would say so nothing huge at the moment. Um, well, actually, that's a whole lot. Never mind. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is still in the works, Ooh. still in the works. So by the time this show comes out, I'm sure it will certainly not be in existence <laughs> quite yet. But maybe we can like kind of follow up later. But I'm actually working on a podcast series right now. Um, it's called Color Pages Book Club. Um, it's a show between me and a co-host where we talk about fiction with a tilt towards magical realism and uh, fantasy written by women, people of color, um, LGBTQ folks, um, and sort of use that as a conduit to talk about bigger social issues. Um, as the show grows, we're hoping to make it a platform also for creative writing, kind of getting listeners to submit their own pieces and kind of highlight them on the show. So yeah, just a platform to encourage like imagination, creativity, literature, things of that nature. So be on the lookout. We're looking to release February 14th of next year, 2019. So yes. So fingers crossed that we get our shit together and everything works out perfectly and smoothly and it's amazing. So yes. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) Uh, Like once we set a set date, we were like, okay, February 14th. I was like, bet. Okay. So this is the whole like, we got to work backwards and make it work. So yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, Marcel, again, thank you so much for jumping in the trenches with us. Of course. And until next time, well, Tuli just jumped out of the trenches. So <laughs> <laughs> until next time, everybody see you tomorrow. Bye.